Our producer, Falvo, was clearing customs in a country that was, at that time, hostile to Christians. He had to go before a customs officer who supported the political party that was against all things Christian. At the first meeting, Falvo cleared up a miscalculation in the value of the shipment. The customs officer looked up from the paperwork and said, You know I'll have to charge you customs on the higher amount, right? To which Falvo replied, Yes, but I'd rather be honest now than later have you think I wasn't. The officer harumphed and called for a hearing right then and there. When Falvo asked him who the judge was going to be, the officer replied, Well, me, of course. So began the judgment on everything to Falvo's name. But as Falvo began to speak, the officer would request that the court reporter strike the words and instruct Falvo how to correctly phrase his response. This went on throughout the entire judgment. The man whom most said would harm the case was both the judge and advocate. Falvo cleared customs for about what he had budgeted. Offering information for your mind. Enabling transformation for your heart. Sabbath School U. A weekly dialogue exploring God's Word and its application for today's world. I'm Andrew Campbell and this is Sabbath School University. We have three guests that our viewers will remember from previous episodes in the quarter. Um, just remind them of your name, what you're studying, and where you're from. My name is Annalie Campbell. I'm studying the MBA program here at Andrews. I'm from Norway. My name is Ricardo Barif. I'm a Master of Divinity student in the seminary. I'm hoping to finish my studies soon. I'm originally from Jamaica. Okay. My name is Guilherme Borda. I'm from Brazil and I study theology at Andrews University. Very nice. Only will you pray for us, but before you do that, read the key text. And could you pray in Norwegian? Sure. Key text is from Daniel, chapter 7, verse 27. Then the sovereignty, the dominion, and the greatness of all the kingdoms under the whole heaven will be given to the people of the saints of the highest one. His kingdom will be an everlasting kingdom and all the dominions will serve and obey him. Mm. Let's pray. Kjære Gud, tusen takk for at vi kan være her og studere ditt ord sammen. Jeg ber om at du må velsigne oss med din herlige ånd. Du må gi oss um, ny visdom, hvor vi kan forstå uh, hemmelighetene som du har uh, gitt oss i ditt ord. Vi kan lære mer om dig. Jeg ber i Jesu navn. Amen. 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 So we're talking about the pre-advent judgment. Um, first question would be, how do you feel when you're when you're judged? It doesn't feel good. <laughs> I think it depends on first, um, did I do something wrong? Am I really guilty of something or not? And uh, what are the conditions of the judgment? Mm -hmm. Do I have the right? for somebody to advocate for me or no? Mm. And who is the judge? Is he fair or not? Is he corrupt? Is he a good person or not? Does he know the law? 
Mm. Is there any law? So <laughs> the, the conditions of the judgment, the yeah. conditions of, uh, under which I am, I think make uh, okay. a lot of difference. But your initial reaction, like when you hear oh, judgment or you're being judged? Um, I would say, because uh, normally when we talk about judgment, uh, the first thing that scripture that comes to many people's mind is Matthew chapter 7, Jesus said, judge not. And okay. no, normally, that's the first thing that comes. You say anything to anybody, um, they'll tell me. you, they quote that scripture, yeah. don't judge me. Mm -hmm. um, but... <coughs> Yes, that you would want to feel bad, especially if you know you're guilty. Mm. But for someone who is innocent, judgment is is something different. Uh, you get a different feeling because mm -hmm. um, I I share your story. Um, my mother judged me once for something um, that she thought I did, and she basically she just started accusing me that I did it. And she's like, "Why did you do that? You know, I took something which was the last one that was supposed to be hers." And and but it wasn't me. It was my older brother who took it. <laughs> and so she was like, "Why did you take it? You know, you you know you had yours, and uh, the one that was there was mine. And why did you take it?" And I was just there lying down in the in the bed, just like that, and listen to my mother. And then after a while, my mother was there ranting and going on because she's mad. Yeah. Um, my sister said, uh, "Mommy, it wasn't him." <laughs> um, and then she say, "It was my other brother." And my mother's like, "Why didn't you say something?" <laughs> you know? so but for me i i feel like i didn't have to defend myself no. i i wasn't nervous or anything because i was innocent mm -hmm. and it doesn't matter what she said i was innocent so i felt free okay. i wasn't scared okay hmm. now a lot of people will say that they feel negative feelings coming up when they think about judgment do you think that could be because we often associate or not just associate but we we use these two terms interchangeably judgment and condemnation, condemnation. like mm -hmm. um if mm -hmm. i'm judging you i'm condemning you it's like one and the same mm -hmm. i think that's i think that's the main reason why many people are afraid of the judgment mm. like i said if if you see somebody um walking in your church in your congregation um let's say with uh, uh, jeans not dressed the way that we think they would dress and you say why are you wearing a jeans um, people think that you're condemning me, uh, mm. you know, but it could be that, you know, I want to find out why aren't you dressed, you know, the traditional way Okay. in, in that sense. Maybe I'm not using the right example, <laughs> but um, is, is it I'm condemning you or is it I'm going through a process of finding out the reason why? Okay. You know, and I think that's a difference. Judgment as in um, looking at the evidence um uh, examining everything that's possible before I make a decision or I'm just saying you're doomed yeah and there's a difference yeah and you, you're bringing up a, a good point that there's a certain process to that finding out and if you go about that process the wrong way then it can be perceived that you are Im immediately condemning mm -hmm. so for a lot of people who are on the receiving end of those kind of interactions that happen in churches sometimes where you know well, you don't even know me, and you're going to talk about the way that I'm dressed. Maybe this is my first time to this church. I probably won't be coming back again because that's mm -hmm. the way you spoke to me. Mm -hmm. um, so if, if it's genuinely just an attempt to find out, then there's a certain way that you go about it so that you're not perceived as being condemning. Um, I think that with, with judgment, uh, it is uh, really uh, well known from 
for many people that there are a lot of cases of injustice. Okay. So there are a lot of cases where people are um, put in, uh, they are charged, and and now they come into judgment, and they are accused, but they are not necessarily guilty, and they suffer the consequences of something that they did not do. Now there's the other case also, where you did something, and nobody sees. And you're not judged and you're not condemned. So there's a lot of injustice and corruption uh, in this world. So when we hear about judgment, we, we, we may feel a, li a little fearful because, come on, I'm going to be treated unjustly. Mm. Or, for example, if I didn't do anything wrong and then I'm judged, well, I may be fearful that somebody's going to judge me wrongly. Or if I did something wrong, I may also be afraid that they condemn me. Well, it may be f fair to condemn me, mm -hmm. but they're going to overburden me with consequences that are not according to the law. Okay. So I think that corruption and injustice are issues that come up and, and make the, this, the, this matter really, really deep and, and serious. Okay. Now, that's, that's a very good point. Um, because when we think about the judgment in terms of the heavenly realm, you know, the judgment that God does, uh, for us, we assume that God is just and there is no corruption with God. But the devil has made a claim that God, in fact, is corrupt and that his whole government system is, you know, it, it's only to please him. It, it's not in our best interest. And so for a lot of, um, let's say, the angels, uh, there is this kind of a controversy that's going on where do we believe God, who says that he does love us and has our best interests, um, or do we believe this adversary that is accusing God of being somehow corrupt? And so you bring out a, a very important point whether justice is actually the prevailing principle in the judgment process is um, something that you, you have to take into consideration. And that's really the essence of the whole pre-advent judgment. Um, it's kind of like a transparency to say, n everyone examine for yourselves, see if who is right. Is it Satan or is it God? You know? Yeah. You go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, uh, but that's one other thing uh, which is interesting is that mo most times when we think about the judgment, we focus everything on ourselves. Yeah. Um, okay, there's a judgment and I'm being judged. Um, but there's a there's a the, the Hebrew word for judge um, has uh, also the idea of deliverance, of oh, okay. vindicating. Mm -hmm. um, and so normally when you look in the uh, if you look in the book of Judges for example where we see you know everyone who rises up is called a judge yeah. what did they do did they condemn people no the judges were deliverers they're the mm -hmm. one who delivered Israel so uh, when Israel was being oppressed by, by the different nations so a judge is not just we say as we think to condemn but a judge is there to deliver mm -hmm. and um, so so when God judges He's not looking to condemn us, mm. no, but he's looking to to deliver, to vindicate not just us but himself. Yeah. No, because this sin started not because um, Satan tricked man, 
but because Satan told a lie on God. He told a lie about, you know, who God was, who God is, mm -hmm. the character of God. He said, mm -hmm. no, God cannot be trusted. So sin started because some some lies were told about God. Yeah. So I think in the big picture of the judgment is God is the one who, who is being judged. Yeah. You know, but yeah. most times we look at ourselves and think, oh, the judgment is all about me. Yeah. Know? And and God is judging me or trying to condemn me. And I think, you know, part of, part of the misconception um, comes from our own justice system. It, you, you think of you are innocent until proven guilty in I our justice system. Yeah, in in <laughs> as far as the Bible is concerned, it's, it's actually the other way around. Just by virtue of of um, being being human and being alive, we are. Paul says everyone is guilty. There's none who is not under under sin. So in the in as far as the Bible is concerned, we are all guilty mm -hmm. until proven innocent. And the only way to be proven innocent is through Jesus Christ. Um, and so. In a sense, this pre-advent judgment that's going on, part, it, part of it is about showing everyone else, all the angels and, and whoever else, um, that just how this, this process is working. Mm -hmm. And so for all the people who claim to be Christians, um, is, it, is it even right? Is it just for God to save them is it right for god to forgive them on the basis of jesus jesus blood um so it's kind of a, an inspection in this in this case uh people would like to know is god really just because that is a presupposition uh, there is an assumption that is a, an axiom within christianity but what if i'm not a christian okay how do i come to understand that god is just well, to analyze if God is just or not, then if if I don't believe and I want to analyze that, I need to be really fair and and really take the sides and 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 analyze them and compare them. And I can see what God has revealed because uh, His revelation is His version of the story. And I can see what other people say about God. And I can see if there's any um, reason uh, within the whole process. And when we see the Bible and we see how God created the world perfect, mm -hmm. uh, now this is the version that God is presenting to us. Uh, we cannot prove this, but by faith we can believe. Uh, but when we see that God revealed that He created the world perfect, and now He told uh, to humanity that if you do this, you die. He, he presented a clear commandment about that specific tree. Mm -hmm. And what happened? Adam and Eve, they ate of the fruit of the tree and then they sinned and now they were condemned that they had to die. And we see the whole scheme of salvation and God inviting us to accept now forgiveness because He doesn't want us to be now suffering the consequences of eternal death. Mm -hmm. And to me, the really clear point for a person today looking back and analyzing the whole figure is that God... He has to be just. He is not a tyrant. He is uh, fair. He is a loving God because He came Himself to die in our place. Mm -hmm. To me, there's not larger, there's not better evidence than the fact that God Himself 
got his hand, his hands dirty on the history of this world. He came and he suffered the consequences. Not just a tyrant that you go and you do this. You go set them free. No, I'll go. Mm. I'll do this myself. Now, why would he condemn us to create a problem just for him to come and die? That that doesn't make sense. Why would he? now bring humanity to this because some people may say God did this he caused us to come into sin that's no makes no sense why would he do this if he would come die later mm-hmm. so he didn't cause this he's just we see lots of evidences for that if we went to believe yeah now uh, another question um, we, we're talking about judgment in the Bible what's the first example of judgment that we find in the Bible it's found in Genesis um, 3, chapter 3, with Adam and Eve, um, the first fall, mm-hmm. and God comes and looks for them in uh, the garden, and then, of course, he knows you know, what they've done, and, and judges them, or you know, tells them what the consequences are for their sins. Yeah. So it starts at the very beginning. I think, I think in this passage, and... and I would confess that I don't know everything about the judgment. Okay. I don't know what's going on in heaven. Mm-hmm. All I know is that scripture says that Christ is interceding on our behalf. Okay. I don't know when he talks about his judgment, what's happening and what exactly is he doing. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. You know? I don't know all the fine details. But when you look in Genesis chapter 3, you get have an example of the judgment process of what God is going through. When he comes, he calls Adam and Eve and he says, you know, Adam, they confessed that they were naked. And he says, why why are you naked? Did you do what I told you not to do? Mm. And mm. he says, Adam says, yeah, he, the, the woman. And he goes through a process of questioning them um, to look at their actions and see what they have done. Okay. And after they realize what they have done, then he says, because of this, this is your reward. Mm. And so God goes through a process of looking at the evidence examining what went wrong or what had been um, transpired and then he says because of this this is the reward mm-hmm. and that is the judgment excuse me of what God is going through he's going through our record looking at us um, through our lives um, you know looking at all the evidence mm-hmm. and then at the end of um, the ages when he comes he comes with a reward like um, Revelation says, Be all I come, my wa- my reward is with me mm-hmm. to give every man as God and as his work shall be. So he looks at our ev- at the evidence of our lives, um, you know, how we have lived, are we covered under the blood of Christ? Do we deserve to be saved? And then when he comes, he comes with the reward. Okay. Mm-hmm. So he has to go through that process of examining, and that's what we're calling the pre advent judgment. He's looking at the record, examining the record before he makes that final decision okay which is what we always do in court in, in our <laughs> courtroom <laughs> yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah now we're talking yeah talking about the pre-advent judgment who's for whose benefit is the pre-advent judgment for the whole universe okay because when you have a problem and you have somebody in charge this person needs to make a decision this person needs to try now to deal with that problem that's what God is doing he is dealing with the problem and he wants to bring an end to the problem of sin so but he's just and he wants to reveal to to everybody how 
really sin is evil and how he is bringing salvation so he's he's judging he's revelating uh, he's revealing uh, the things he is being in interestingly transparent to the point of revealing the things that when you are the one in charge you may decide if you want to reveal or not okay but he doesn't want to simply manipulate people so he wants to be fair and he wants people to see how he's fair Mm -hmm. So it's to the benefit of the whole universe because it is in the process of bringing an end to sin, hence the end for suffering, the yeah. end of pain, the end of death. He's restoring the universe to its balance and, and to its uh, state of perfectness. Yeah. And God, you know, I said God also benefits. Yeah. yeah okay, he also benefits because um, at the end of it, um, everyone will see that whatever he did he was fear he's a just god and then he can relax and say you know what no all my creation love me because they realize that i'm fear not be not they're that just serving because they're wondering oh is he gonna strike us he's mm -hmm. good is he gonna kick us out of heaven you know um so now because we are, they have seen the record of you know how god deals with sin and deals with human beings all of God's creation can say wow what a wa awesome God mm -hmm. and now everyone can breathe a sigh of relief and, yeah. you know so God also benefits from from, from the pre-advent uh, pre judgment yeah and when you think about it the outcome of this uh, of the judgment as as it relates to us as individuals um, if we are all sinners and we all deserve to die but yet not everyone is going to die. Some people will be saved and be given eternal life. That outcome is an outcome that is somehow unexpected because you're getting something other than what you actually deserve. And so if you would think about that in a more local context, so there's someone who committed a very heinous crime and they should be sent to prison for a very long time. But yet somehow in that judgment process, that person is being released and, and does not have to go to jail. You are really going to have to show what took place. Like how did that happen? Because everyone who's looking on needs to know, we didn't expect this. You know, how did this happen? Mm -hmm. And so th there needs to be a, a level of transparency so that everyone can understand everyone can come to grips with with what has happened it is interesting because in the book of romans in chapter 3 verse 23 it says for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of god mm -hmm. so if we all have sinned and chapter 6 verse 23 makes clear that for the wages of sin yes. is death yeah and it continues but the gift of god is eternal life in christ jesus our lord but why the gift of god is this well, chapter 8, verse 1 reveals Romans chapter 8, verse 1. There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk accordingly to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. Mm. If you accept Jesus Christ, now you are in Jesus Christ. He saves you. Mm -hmm. He saves you. And now you don't have to fear condemnation. Yeah. Because there's no condemnation for you. He protects you. He saves you. Uh, uh, let me share with you uh, uh, a psalm. Uh, one of my favorite psalms is Psalm, psalm chapter 7, um, e verse 8 and 11. Well, verse 8 says, uh, um, 
the Lord judges his people. The Lord judges the people. Judge me, O Lord, according to my righteousness and according to the integrity that is within me. Mm. This is David speaking. Yeah. And he's asking God to come and judge him. I mean, whoever does that? <laughs> no, you got to call God and ask him to come and judge you. But that happens when you are, I would say, assured of salvation. And you know that the God who is judging you is doing the right thing. Mm -hmm. He's a just God. Mm -hmm. So um, um, Psalm chapter 1, the first Psalm, says mm -hmm. the ungodly shall not stand in the judgment, nor yeah. sin is in the congregation of the righteous. So the ungodly is afraid of judgment because he knows that the evidence against him is strong and yeah. there's no way he's going to be able to stand. But the righteous person who is covered under the blood of Christ, he's not afraid of the judgment. Yeah. Matter of fact, the judgment is good news for him because when the judgment comes, the judgment, God, the judge, is going to deliver him out of all of this yeah. um, chaos that's what's going on. So just the scripture says that the judgment that was on, on Sodom and Gomorrah was not normally we think it's just a distraction of 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 the, the the people were there but it was also deliverance for lot mm -hmm. because yes. he was living yes. and seeing all that was going on and it it hurt his heart so the judgment was not just to condemn those people what was to deliver that the mm. um lot the righteous so judgment is a good thing for people who are covered under the blood of christ yeah mm -hmm. yeah for sure and you know you, you pointed out that david says according to to my righteousness and and from the rest of scripture we know that righteousness does not come from <laughs> from us so mm -hmm. obviously it's it's righteousness that god has Covers, given and, yeah. and 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 not just covered but has put within him and um and that that's the essence of the the whole process of salvation that it's something that begins now and and God begins to save us from from sin. We have the promise of you know the the ultimate full salvation from from sin, but that process begins now, mm -hmm. and, and He begins to work in us. And God doesn't want to condemn anybody. That's right. That's Second right. Peter three verse um, nine says, "The Lord is not slack concerning His promise, as some mm -hmm. count slackness, but is long suffering toward us, not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance." Yeah. Yeah. Um what really is the when you when you boil it down what's the purpose of the pre-advent judgment If God is going to come and he's going to give people the reward there needs to be a judgment before it, That's why it is pre-advent because imagine Jesus comes and or imagine when comes actually the eventually when it comes to the destruction of all sinners mm -hmm. that the Bible talks about. And then after, after all sinners are destroyed and that's it, now we go to heaven and enjoy eternity. Oh, but what, what about those people? Was it, oh, we should think about if they really <laughs> should be condemned. No, you need to judge. You need to be just. So God is really organized and that's the purpose of it because yeah. He is fair. He's just. He, he doesn't act differently. He's loving, he's just, he is organized, he can deal with it, he can handle it, he has a plan very well set. Yeah. Well, once again, I en enjoyed discussing this topic with you, and we brought up some very good points. If you'd like to join in on our discussion, visit our Facebook page off of the link on our website at www.sabbathschoolu.org. That's www.sabbathschool, the letter U, dot org. 
For Sabbath School University, I'm Andrew Campbell, and we'll see you next week.